Achieving your health and your fitness goals can be so much easier when you have the support from the ones that you love most. Unfortunately, sometimes it isn't the case. Well, today we're going to be diving in on how you can go about earning that support from the ones that you love most. Let's dive in to today's episode. What is going on, friend? Welcome to the next episode of the Fit and Healthy Sioux Falls show. I'm your host, CJ Workamp, and I'm so glad that you are joining us here. Uh, You see, it's just a couple, I think it's about a week away from Valentine's Day. And Valentine's Day got me thinking about uh, couples and love and and those that uh, are are together. And when I think about uh, two people that take their different ideas and ways in which they want to live. And then one of them decides that they want to embark on this health and fitness journey. If the other one doesn't want to do that or isn't down for that, it can make it very difficult. And We actually see that happen at FitBody. I own the FitBody Bootcamp locations here in Sioux Falls, and we have seen some of our most successful clients that have just really made amazing transformations. They have full-on support from their loved ones. And then we've seen some that really struggle with achieving uh, the transformation or the goals that they're looking to achieve. And when we really dive into it, we unfortunately find out that they just don't have the support from from those that are uh, in their same household, you know, their significant others. And so I thought about how could we maybe come up with some different tips or ways in which you can start to really make sure that you are communicating effectively to your significant other in your life to really help get that support. Because I can tell you that when you have the support of those in your life helping push you towards your health and fitness goals, it makes it all that much easier. But before we get into that, uh, it just wouldn't be right if I didn't share a story with you. Stories are awesome. And this story um, I get to share with you, it cost me $112. uh, And this story was uh, earned by $112. And I'm hoping that it was uh, that it is only going to be that amount of money. So This morning, I was on the way. I had a nine o'clock meeting at the gym and I was on the way. I was going down 26th Street and we had just gotten snow here uh, a a little bit ago, a couple days ago, and I was heading into the gym and the road had been plowed and it was a little narrower though on my side of the road. So there's two lanes going down. I was on the lane that was closest to the the, the curb and the road's been plowed. So all the snow was uh, plowed up on the side of my road or on on my side of the road. Um, But there's one area that just got a little narrower, right? Like you all know it, you've all been there where you're driving down and all of a sudden it's like that right lane kind of just like disappears because of that snow bank on the right side. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't to the point where that lane had disappeared. But uh, about, I don't even know, I think it was 
five or six months ago, um, I finally got my dream truck. I've wanted a Ford Raptor forever. So I finally got a Ford Raptor. And these things are wide. Like I didn't realize how wide these trucks were, but ask my wife. She makes fun of me when I'm parking. She makes fun of me when I'm just trying to maneuver around any small area because they're just so wide and they just don't, they don't maneuver like any other vehicle that I've had before. So it's been a little bit of a learning curve, uh, navigating the wideness of this new truck. But as we were going down the street, my lane all of a sudden was a little more narrow and we were full traffic, cars on the left, cars in front of me, cars behind me. And the cars in front of me, I could tell all of a sudden I seen like the road narrowed. Well, the cars in front of me, they're narrower, normal vehicles. And they were able to just kind of scoot towards the left a little bit and and make it right through. No problem. But for me, I'm like, oh my goodness, the person right to my left, um, it it seemed to me anyways, I don't know if they were or weren't, but it seemed to me that they were kind of uh, riding a little closer to my lane. And I'm like, I don't have enough room here. I've, I feel like I've got two options. Option one, I could run into this truck and miss the, the snowbank. Option two, I could let my right side of my truck, my right front tire, go into that snowbank and hopefully it will just go right through and keep going. I decided to go option two. I didn't want to run into that truck. Well, all of a sudden my right tire hit that snowbank. And it just sucked me in. And and I felt the back end of my truck kind of like start to swirl out into traffic. And I'm like, this is no good. I'm going to cause a bigger accident. So I decided, I'm like, I'm going to just give it a little more gas to try to just get as far up off the road then as I can. And I hit that snowbank and, and my truck ends up all the way launched up in the snowbank. And I'm like, I'm stuck. Thankfully, I, I, I after the snow is flying everywhere, I kind of stop. I, I look around and I'm like, okay, good. No other vehicle crashed. No other vehicle got damaged or hurt because of uh, my, call it stupidity, call it my wide truck, call it whatever you want to call it. No one else was was injured. I'm like, great. Okay, perfect. And as I'm sitting there, I'm like, I call my wife. I'm like, babe, are you somewhere you can come pull me out? And she's like, yeah. So she's on her way. And I jump out of my vehicle and I kind of look and I'm like, she's not pulling me out. I was like my tires, my back tire, it was almost off the ground. Like the shock was ex- like all the way extended and barely even on the ground. I was all the way up on this snowbank. I'm like, call her back. I'm like, babe, don't even worry about it. You're not going to be able to pull me out. So I end up calling a tow truck, tow trucks on their way. Uh, next thing you know, officer comes up behind me. The officer asked me, he's like, what happened? And I'm like, what do you mean? What happened? I've got a Ford Raptor. This is like the off-road truck. I was trying to off-road of course. And, uh, obviously if you know my sense of humor or personality at all, like I really said that to him and he kind of looked at me, he goes, you're joking, right? I said, yeah, uh, I am. So if you look back there a little bit, you can see obviously the snow is a little bit uh, into the lane. And he's like, yeah, you got sucked right up. Huh? I'm like, yeah. And so anyways, he was super nice guy. I got to talk with him. I'd never been stuck in a snowbank in, in town like that before. So I got to talk with him. I was like, you know, is this even something like, do I get a ticket for this or, or what happens? And he's like, you know, if there's a lot of damage, 
then what we can do is write up an accident report so that you get your red tag. He said, but if there's no damage, I kind of got out and I looked around and, and thankfully, that's why I said, I hope this only cost me $112 because I don't think anything else is damaged. However, it's funny, uh, Coach Jensen, if any of you guys know him, he showed up at the gym this morning and he's like, you got a lot of truck in your, or a lot of snow kind of jammed into your truck. I'm like, yeah, look at this picture. So I showed him the picture of me uh, in the snowbank. But uh, anyway, I've got the tow truck there. Super nice guy. Jim and Ron's towing. If you guys ever need towing, highly recommend them. They were awesome on the spot. Nice, nice to work with. Um, never a fun scenario, but thankfully I had a really good mood about all of it. I ended up missing my nine o'clock meeting. However, I was able to, while I was on uh, waiting for the tow truck, I was able to call and chat with uh, the people that I was supposed to be meeting with, which was my my mom and, and Tom, who uh, my mom actually runs. Um, she's our director of operations at our locations. And then uh, Tom, uh, an amazing client who's been a client for well over five years. He actually started with us when we were on Minnesota Avenue. He now goes to the West location, um, but just awesome guy. And he he actually helps us with all of our bookkeeping through Limestone Bookkeeping. Um, and so anyways, I was able to call and talk with them and, and just really get the meeting underway while I wasn't in person. But Jim and Ron got me towed out $112 later and I was on my way. So I'm hoping that that only cost me $112. And heck, here we are now, five minutes of your life that you're never going to get back. But now you know that, uh, well, the Ford Raptor can't go up over the big snow banks. Uh, it also will get stuck. So here we are in good spirit still and uh, coming to you with Valentine's Day right around the corner. And I tell you what, uh, when we're talking about getting that support from your significant other, it's funny, I actually talked to my wife. I was like, babe, I'm shooting an episode on um, spouse support and, and getting your significant other support. You want to shoot it with me? She's like, no, I got to go to work or something. I don't want to do that. So I'm not prepared. I was like, fair enough. But she did stop over and see me right before the shoot, which was super nice of her. Um, and having support from your spouse, it's it's a game changer. And I, I just think that if there's any way that I can help you get that support from your significant other, I want to be able to share some tips. And so I spent some time and I kind of came up with eight different tips um, or ways that you can really encourage your significant other to support you on your health and fitness journey. Because the truth of it is, is that this is something that you decided that you wanted to, to do. You want to embark on a health and fitness journey. Uh, maybe you weren't living super fit and healthy before this. And, and now, you know, you've changed a little bit of the way that you're eating. You've changed your routine. You're now going to the gym. And a, a lot of change happens. And when change happens, while most of it is good when it comes to your health and fitness journey, through any change, there's always change that happens to others around us as well. And so I wanted to share these eight tips with you so that you could get the support from those in your life. And so we're going to kick it off with our first tip. And the first tip is really to communicate your goals, but not only to communicate your goals, but to communicate them in a way where you really dive into why is this important to you? Share that with your significant others. And I tell you what, I, I've been talking to quite a few people and communication as it relates to anything, but as it relates to your significant other, more and more seems to be lacking in the world, like really having good communication. And 
Mel and I went through a period of time a couple years ago where our communication was horrible. We didn't have good communication. We were both out there. She's running a preschool. I'm running these gyms. We've got a family. We've got kids. And we just weren't communicating at a level that was actually changing anything. And so it actually really separated us um, and, and put us in a spot where we weren't on the same page with a lot of the things that we were doing. Thankfully, we've been able to recognize that we need to communicate better, and we've started having really good, healthy conversation on a weekly basis, daily basis, where we are understanding of each other, the goals, the desires, the wants, the needs that each of us have. And so the first tip I have for you as it relates to your health and your fitness journey and your significant other, have you communicated to them why this is important to you? Why you want to do this and why you are pursuing a health and fitness journey. So tip one, communicate with them and share your why. Moving on, our second tip is educate them. Really, do they know what living a health and fitness lifestyle, like how that's going to change? What benefits are they going to see? Maybe you can just let them know that, man, I've noticed my energy levels are low. When I do get home from work, I don't have the energy that I want to to be there for you and our family. So educate them on on why you're doing this that's going to then, on how it's going to affect them. And uh, I actually give a uh, talk in our Um, when we're educating our other owners and our other coaches of our brand. And I talked to them about uh, WIIFM. And what that is, is everyone tunes into the radio station, WIIFM, and it's what's in it for me, right? What's in it for me? And so when you think about that, really, yes, there's going to be big changes for you, but what benefits are going to be in it for your significant other when you start to really feel the changes of embarking on this health and fitness journey. So think about that. And that's actually a really good thing to think about when you're communicating to really anybody, like what is in it for them? Obviously, you know, not everything is always going to be a benefit to the other person, but when you can think about it, there are benefits that they're going to experience by you getting more fit and more healthy. So can you share that with them of what hopefully they're going to start experiencing from you embarking on this journey. So remember that. So tip two, educate them and help them understand the benefits of you working towards living a healthier lifestyle. Three, uh, and involve them. Like, can you involve your significant other? Can they maybe come to a couple workouts with you, come to the gym with you just to see what it is that you do? Can you involve them in the meal prep, right? A lot of times too, you want to do this thing. You want to make this change. And what they might be thinking is like, but I like eating the pizzas and the pastas and all these different things. So does that mean like that's going away because now you want to live fit and healthy? We can't have pizza, pasta, and all those goodies anymore. Like, what what's going to change for me? That might be a, a real thought that they're having. So if you can really involve them and just say, hey, I want to start eating more healthy. I understand that, you know, you and the kids might not even uh, 
want to change what we're eating, but is there a way that we can make gradual changes? And I was talking to someone the other day. Um, oh, it was actually Melissa Johnson um, with Oh My Cupcakes. She is amazing. I just got to actually sit down with her um, the other day and we had an awesome time. We met at the Starbucks and just had a coffee, but I was talking with her and she was saying how she was working on um, just maybe lowering the amount of sugar in her coffee. And she said, you know, there's so many pumps of sugar in the certain drink or whatever. And she's like, what I did is I would uh, gradually go less and less pumps because the truth of it is if you make too big of a change all at once, it's unmanageable. And so you have to be realistic, which is actually another um, tip that we're going to get into actually next, um, but being realistic about the change that's going to take place. And so uh, I always like to use the example of spaghetti right? And the example is this. You can have spaghetti with like the white spaghetti noodles with the full sugary uh, pasta sauce, spaghetti sauce with full on full fat meatballs, you know, the breadsticks and all of the, the, the stuff to make that spaghetti meal really desirable in the, the way that you're normally used to eating it. And if all of a sudden you go from that way of making it to now I'm going to use zucchini noodles and I'm going to use organic sauce that's sugar-free and we're going to use a different kind of a meatball, like now you have that meal and it is so different than what you normally just are used to eating that you don't even want to eat that meal at all. It's gross. Like it doesn't taste even similar at all. So I like to say, what if when you're eating your spaghetti, you just decide, you know what? Normally we have it this way. It's made this way. And we have breadsticks. This time when we have it, we're going to do all the same, but we're not going to have the breadsticks. Or maybe you're not going to have the breadsticks. Heck, if they still want them, your significant others, let them have them. Now the next time, maybe we're going to make it all the same way, but we're just going to change the the meatball or we're going to change the, the type of meat that we use. Then next time you change the sauce and the next, eventually like six, seven, eight, and 10 times down the road after having this spaghetti meal, it went from how you normally eat it to a very, very healthy version of spaghetti, but it wasn't the next time you had it. It's gradually changing over time. And so our next tip for Four, so after you involve them with from tip three, four, setting realistic uh, expectations of how this is going to go, because you have to imagine, like I kind of already mentioned, they might be thinking like, what's going to all change now? Now you're going to be off doing your fitness routine. And if we want to go out to eat ever, we can't because you're on a health and fitness journey. And if we want to normally have our Friday night pizza, like we normally do now, we can't because you're on this health and fitness journey. If we want to normally have a cocktail at this time or this night, then now we can't. Cause so set realistic expectations because those are real things that they might be thinking. But if you don't communicate and address them, then they're just kind of left thinking like, I don't know if we can even do this anymore because now this person that we used to have these things in common with now doesn't want to do any of that stuff. Um, so make sure that you're setting realistic expectations and communicating that with your significant other. Next, let's address concerns. So tip five, address the concerns. Maybe you're two, three, one month into this thing. Maybe you're two, three, three months into this thing. Address any concerns. Have a, again, time where you sit down, you communicate, you talk with your significant other and address, hey, you know, I've been working on my health and fitness now for a couple months. Is there anything that has changed in our life that's concerning to you or that you're not okay with or that I've changed that I haven't even noticed, but now I'm acting in a different way that's, that's not uh, appealing or appeasing to you? Have those conversations. When you don't, 
then you just leave it all up for guess and you leave it all up for just hope that it's all going good. So tip five, address any concerns both ways, them to you and you to them. All right, six, celebrate all the wins, even the small ones. Your significant other, your loved ones, they want to see you happy. But what happens a lot of times is you start this health and fitness journey But then all they see is you're frustrated because you didn't lose as much weight as you wanted to this week, or you're frustrated because of how hard the workout was, or you're frustrated. And all they see is like this frustration. And then they start to think like, well, I don't want to support them on this because they're just frustrated all the time. So you have to celebrate the small wins, especially with your significant other, because then they get excited like, oh, you are making these changes and you're excited about it. You're happy about it. I want to support you in that because I like seeing you happy. So make sure that you're celebrating those wins. Your loved ones want to see you happy. So make sure that they see you excited about the wins that you're achieving on this health and fitness journey, even if they're small. So celebrate all the wins, even if they're small. Tip seven, be flexible, right? Maybe you were living quite unhealthy before you started your health and fitness journey and you're new to this health and fitness journey. Set realistic expectations, but then also be flexible where like, you know what, if I'm supposed to eat this right now or hit this workout, but because of what we have to do as a couple, it isn't going to be able to be done. Be flexible and know that Really, your time with your spouse, your significant other, your loved ones is very important. So how can you be flexible on maybe adjusting or shifting your nutrition a little bit? Maybe adjusting or shifting what you had planned for a workout. And when your significant other can see that you're willing to be flexible for the family, for them, while working towards your goals, then they are going to want to be flexible towards you to really help you be able to fit your health and your fitness in to your guys' lifestyle. So be flexible. And then the eighth tip that I have for you is express gratitude. A lot of times things change for that significant other. My wife and I have talked about this. And when her and I first met, Uh, I was not in the health and fitness scene. Um, I had been a personal trainer before, but at the time I was working, my family owned uh, a company here in town. My grandma and her brother-in-law owned it. It was called Queen City Wholesale. We delivered candy and tobacco to gas stations, restaurants, convenience stores um, all around the area. And to be honest, like health and fitness was not a top priority for me uh, when we met. I was going through a divorce at the time when we met. And really, I was making a lot of choices that weren't going to be progressing me if I continued to make them uh, in the direction of where I am today. And when all of a sudden I decided I'm going to quit my job, open a gym, change my life, do all these things, like she didn't decide that right then and there. That was something I decided. So there was a lot of change that was now going to happen. And unfortunately, her and I, in the beginning of all this change, we didn't work through it the best. However, I can tell you now that my wife and I, through what we've been through and through our relationship, we have really learned how to navigate this type of stuff and really work to communicate. There's still things that her and I have big issues on, which all relationships do. But what we've learned is that communication is key and expressing gratitude that like she supported me through so much, through starting my journey, through starting my business through starting all this, like 
I need to make sure that I'm expressing gratitude. So make sure that, you know, even if it's a small thing that your significant other is doing, express that gratitude towards them and show them how thankful you are for them supporting you in any little way, and especially in any of the big ways that they are supporting you. So I hope that these help. I want you to understand and really know that when it comes to getting the support from your loved ones, to getting the support from your significant others, communication and collaboration is key. Communication and collaboration is key. They want to know why is this important to you? Why is this and what is this going to change for the better in both of your lives? They want to be included, informed, and valued as it comes to you working towards a better you. So if you're struggling with having your significant other support you in your health and fitness journey, I hope that these eight tips can help you. We're going to run through them real quick. Number one, communicate your goals and share why it matters to you. Number two, educate them on all the good things that can come from you starting this health and fitness journey. Three, involve them. Can they come to your workouts? Can they help you with the meal prep? Four, set realistic expectations so that that way you're not setting too big of expectations that are just unattainable out of the gate. Five, address the concerns. Have the conversation and address the concerns. Six, celebrate all of the wins, even your small ones. Seven, be flexible. Sometimes you're going to have to change when you go to workout. Sometimes you're going to have to change what you planned to eat, but be flexible and know that in the long run, it'll work out. Be flexible. And then eight, make sure that you are expressing gratitude to the loved ones in your life for being there and being by your side while you go through this health and fitness journey and start living the best version of your life by being healthy and being fit and feeding your body the right nutrients, working your body out. Your body was made to move. And when you can start to work towards your health and fitness journey using these eight tips to get your significant other to support and be there beside you through it, you're going to start reaching your goals much faster. Know that I believe in you. I know you have what it takes to achieve success. I don't know where you're at in your health and fitness journey right now, but if you're maybe wanting to start a health and fitness journey, maybe you haven't quite started it yet, but you want to start it and you don't know where, I want to encourage you in the description of this video, you can claim a free week at FitBody. I don't know if FitBody is going to be right for you or not, but you can claim a free week or you can just go to FitBodyDeal.com. That's FitBodyDeal.com. Claim a free week. Come and try it out. If it's right for you, then myself and my coaches, our team will lock arms with you on this health and fitness journey. And if it's not right for you, then our goal will be to help find a place or find something that is right for you so that you can feel confident in this one life that you've been blessed with. But know that it's up to you to make the changes, but we're here to support. Like, subscribe, and share this episode. And I hope that uh, as we approach Valentine's Day, you can use some of these tips to help get more support from the ones that you love most. We'll catch you next week on the next episode of the Fit and Healthy Sioux Falls podcast. Bye, friend. Peace. Peace.